New York Artists Collective. Hello there and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about. This is the podcast where we interview one of our favorite artists to discuss a song of theirs, uh, their creative process and how it came to be really. So uh, my name is Stephanie Manns. I'm a singer songwriter and one of the New York Artists Collective producers. And today's guest is Elizabeth Wilde, folk singer songwriter originally from Virginia, but now based in New York. And she is here to talk about her latest single, Child. Elizabeth Wilde, welcome to the show. I'm so glad we have this chance to chat. Uh, you did our Songwriters Circle, I think it was last March, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it was March or April. And that was the Identity in Music show and you were with uh, Megan Talley and um, Julia Weldon. Yeah, um, thank you for having me, first of all. And yeah, that was that was uh, the first time we met and uh, just a really awesome show. I had a lot of fun being a part of that. It was an awesome show. It was actually one of the, the best shows we've ever had. I think uh, you guys breaking out into a Melissa Etheridge song was um, quite unique. Yes, it was. And I was I was embarrassed because I didn't know Melissa Etheridge. Oh, well, you pulled that off very well. Thank you. I just kind of did some ooze along to it, but I felt like a really bad um, queer person. So let's talk about the song that we're going to we're going to hear a little later on. Um, and then we'll we'll find out more about you and uh, you have a very interesting story so I'm, I'm very keen to get into that. So what is the song that you are bringing to us today? Um, so the song that I sent you was Child which I recorded last year. I believe I released it in July and I released it along with a music video. Um, so it's my most recent release. Um, I recorded it with uh, Zach Jones and Oscar Albus Rodriguez at um, Russell Street Recording Studios in Greenpoint. And um, it's definitely my proudest work to date. Why do you prefer this one over uh, Strange Love out of interest? I don't know. For me, um, Strange Love was the first one I ever recorded. So there was a, for me, there was a little bit of a learning curve in terms of. Um, really kind of figuring out as an artist what kind of sound you want. I let the guys lead me a lot and I and I took their suggestions which were all wonderful but when Child came along I kind of had the wherewithal at that point to really be like okay I want this kind of sound here's some better references and I'm I was just so so blown away by what they did and with it and and just it was exactly what was in my head was exactly what what we recorded. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny a lot of people don't appreciate what a good producer can do. Yeah, and I think it's it's that sort of translation from what's in your head to what's what goes into the track. Yeah, and it's really difficult, and and nobody's a mind reader, so you know you can say to a producer what kind of sound you want, but ultimately they're an artist as well, and. Um, you know, they're going to go in a direction that they think you want, hopefully. But um, I felt like with Child, all of us were really on the same page and it went into a really cool place, even better than I could have hoped for. And so tell us about the song and, and you know, the, the writing process, because I think, um, you know, we, we've had you on one of our shows and, and what we love about the format of it is that um, the artists introduce their songs and you guys share stories and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, tell us a bit more about this song and how you came to write it. 
I was actually hanging out with um, some singer-songwriter friends. I was out of town, um, out of New York City, down in Richmond, Virginia, doing a theater contract. And during that time, um, because I'm a, well, I was previously a performer. And during that time, I had a lot of free time during the day. And so I was just trying to write as much as possible because I knew what I wanted to do when I got back to New York was pursue singing, songwriting as fully as I could. And so um, one day I, I started playing around with um, some beats on GarageBand on my laptop. And I kind of just made up this cool beat and started singing along to it. And that song just really came out um, pretty quickly, like in the course of two hours, which makes me so mad because I, you know, that always happens, I think, with your best songs. You just write them in like an hour or like two hours, you know, and I have all these other songs over the past six months that I've really been struggling to finish. I know that pain. I think I just finished one that I think I started over three years ago. So yeah, no, I feel that pain. It's 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 wonderful when something flows out of you within, I don't know, I think my fastest was probably about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and it gets incredibly annoying when there is a song that sort of sticks in your head for years and you're like, I can't finish that. So in terms of child and the songwriting, so I think it, it refers to you um, feeling quite childlike in, in a new um, exciting relationship or uh, a new love interest. And I think it's it's very relatable. And I love the video that kind of takes you through that day and night, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the video is I was really happy with it. But yeah, to elaborate a little bit on the story itself, um, those were all things that really happened to me. I met a girl, she asked me out on a date to uh, Bar 55 down on Christopher Street, as referred to in the song. And so I came and there was jazz playing and she was wearing this like leather jacket and lipstick and and I had just gotten done with babysitting and I was like in a sweatshirt and leggings <laughs> and I just felt like such a kid. And she picked up the tab and she got us a taxi to her place and you know we'd been dating we'd been on a couple of dates at this point so um so you know I went home with her and had this amazing night and the next day um ended up staying at her house so we were at, we were at this level you know she left and I just felt kind of you know I was in this woman's apartment and I looked at my life and I was, you know, I could barely afford a bed frame and had a couple of roommates. And I just felt like such a kid next to her. But as I got to know her, I really realized, you know, she's a kid too, in her own way. She just, you know, is a little bit more, um, quote unquote, like an adult. But I mean, she, she seemed to have her life together, but she really was kind of a child in some ways too. Yep. All right, well, should we take a listen to the song? Sure. All right, this is Elizabeth Wilde and Child. I took a car to Christopher Street You were loose and claiming me With your red lipstick 
I love that song. Thank you. For me, there is something, there's something very Ingrid Michaelson about it. I appreciate you saying that because she, I used her as reference for, for the song. So I was trying to remember what the song that it reminded me of was called. Um, and it's the one about, oh, um, something about Binghamton and she knits someone a hat and it's about this sort of breakup and it's it's quite sad but the song is, is yeah. quite sweet is that, I'm is, not is gonna that remember it now but I'll I'm gonna send it to you later and yeah. I'll remember it I have it on my phone I was just lazy and I, I was multitasking earlier and I was like I need to remember the name of that song um but yeah no it's it's beautiful I mean I don't know um in terms of your influences if if Ingrid Michaelson has been a, a huge influence for you and and where else you draw influences from um she was definitely a huge influence um it's funny I I don't listen to her as much as I used to I I loved her in college and in high school and I I guess I did start to write music a little bit in college um 
when I was going through my first heartbreak and and all my songs sounded like worse, you know, bad Ingrid songs, like bad Ingrid um, copies or something. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I think she's really great and she does something similar to what I want to do. But now my, my influences have changed a bit. I'm listening to a lot more, um, a lot um, more oldies you know like Bob Dylan a little, a little Taylor a little Neil Young I love Cat Stevens basically mostly the hippie era kind of stuff the original songwriters yeah for sure those are some really interesting references and I think you know obviously Bob Dylan spent a lot of time in New York I think New York at that time was just so incredible to be an artist it was so easy I think to live in Manhattan and be an artist you know you weren't priced out of the city as I think you are now oh absolutely I could talk for days about that I I read a lot of stuff about that era um like I just uh read Just Kids by Patti Smith oh yeah I read that one it's great and it made me you know wish that I was living in the 60s but I'm not and the the fact of the matter I don't know. Her her portrayal of that was, it sounded really hard. It did sound, it sounded, it was a rough time, but it was also, I mean, how cool it would have been to be an artist back then. But I mean, the fact is she, you know, and she even says this, she has a quote where she's talking about, we always talk about the past, you know, saying, oh, I wish I lived back then. It was so wonderful. But, you know, it's wonderful now too. We just live in it. So we don't always recognize it. And, you know, with our current administration, mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's tons of material to draw from. But, I, but I, I agree with what you're saying about feeling priced out of the city, for sure. I think it's really hard for artists to live in New York these days. What I mean by that is where I think in the 60s, everyone just congregated naturally. I don't think that happens as naturally within Manhattan as it used to. And it's sort of taken shape in, in different parts of New York in general, whether it's in the Brooklyn end. Yeah, that's true. I just moved to Brooklyn um, six months ago. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk a bit about uh, your story. So um, in the bio that uh, you have on your website, you talk about your vocal cords were paralyzed, or you had is it vocal cords or vocal cord was anyway was paralyzed for six months. My left vocal cord. Okay, your left vocal cord was paralyzed for six months, and that left that rendered you speechless. Yes, literally speechless. <laughs> And it was within that time that you really delved into songwriting. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, because honestly, I felt like I was going to burst. I, It's really crazy to not have a voice. It was a crazy experience. I lost my voice and I, I just wanted to scream because I couldn't make sound and it was so frustrating. Um you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, spe- I couldn't go out with friends or, you know, I just didn't have a life then. And so I, I needed to do something that was um, creative and stimulating. And so I took to playing guitar a lot more and writing music. Um, and I never stopped writing music and playing guitar. And then you came back to New York or you moved to New York? Well, so I was in New York during that whole time period. I see. I thought you were at home in Virginia. No, I 
That was what was a little frustrating is I didn't have insurance anywhere but the city. I had just gotten back from a tour. I was doing the musical Hair in Europe. I was, I just felt really isolated during that time. And I had to stay in New York because I needed to go to the doctor regularly to get my cords checked out. And you were, and in terms of your musical theater background, you were actually in the original production of Fun Home. Uh, Not the original as much as I'd like to say that I was. Um, I was in one of the first regional productions of it. So I did it in Richmond, Virginia, which is a really cool city. If you've never been, it's really cool. And I highly recommend doing a show there. So how have you found being an artist in New York? What are some of the best things about it? What are some of the worst things about it? Best part of living in New York, um, all of the opportunities. I've met really, really cool people um, that are doing really cool things. I've come upon some really cool places unexpectedly in the middle of the night. You know, just random adventures that you wouldn't have in a small town. Um, I've been able to experience a lot of really cool things. And I've also been able to... You know, I grew up in a really small town. Um, It wasn't a very diverse town. And it's been really great for me to be around different people and learn about them and sort of broaden my mind. I think that's probably the best part of New York. Uh, It just makes you wake up a little bit, you know? It does. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it does. And it, it keeps you learning, I think, too. I mean... I guess you can always t- shut off learning, and but for me, I mean, it's it's been really exciting to be around new people that I can learn from. Worst parts, for me, lately, I've just been really frustrated about how hard I have to work here to pay my bills and just go to a yoga class, you know, to still have, like, to be able to, like, care for myself adequately is expensive. (laughs) And so I'm frustrated by the cost of living here, for sure. Um, Honestly, that's the only thing, because if money weren't an issue, I think I could probably stay here forever. You don't mind the subway, you don't mind Times Square, you don't mind the rats, you don't mind... Um, But think about it. If money weren't an issue, I could take more Ubers and live more centrally, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I hate the subway, but I I wish I could afford to live closer in. I don't think I would mind suffering it as much. Um, I don't even go into Times Square, so... Oh, I know. I saw an advert somewhere on the subway today and it, it suggested, I can't remember why, and I don't remember what the advert was, advert was for, but it suggested renaming Times Square as the, the 10th circle of hell. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. That's true. So, true. Elizabeth Wilde, you have a new single coming out in April. I do. And I want, I really wanted to give that to you because that's the only song I've been listening to on repeat you know but it's it's not quite the right time it's not quite ready um but it's I'm releasing it in April it's called take me oh take me to the water that one yeah yeah I'm really excited about it I'm a little scared too just because I haven't released anything in a while and 
you know, I just, I'm really excited about this one. And I think it's a little different than what I've released in the past. So I I hope that others will like it too. But I'm just, it's about time I get it out there because I, I've been working on it for six months in the studio. That can happen. Well, that's exciting. And I'm sure at some point, you know, we, I don't mind having you back as a, as a second timer. Um, and we can, we can chat about that song. Um, so what else? So you've got, a, you've got your single coming up. Do you, are you having a, a tour as, as part of that release? Are you having a, a launch party, all of that fun stuff? I'm having a big party, yes. To be honest, I'm really not an organized person. As an artist, I'm not good at the organizational parts. But I told myself, you know, I want to make stuff happen this year. So I am, I just made stickers for the first time ever. I'm very excited about them. And I'm making t-shirts as well. And so I'm finally going to have merchandise for um, ready in time for my, um, my single release show in April. So the single release show will kick off the tour and then I'll, I'll do like a 10, 11 day tour. So if people want to find you, Elizabeth, where are you most active? Are you, are you? A- no, I, I don't like Twitter. Instagram is my, definitely my favorite of the of the social media platforms. I don't exactly know why. Maybe it's just because it's the hot thing, but I've really become sort of an addict. But anyway, um, getting to the point, um, people can find me at, at Elizabeth Wild Music, and that's wild with a Y. Wild with a Y. And all of your tour details, do you have a mailing list? Well, do you have a website? Where can people find out about all of those, those fun things? I do have a mailing list, so if people want me to add them to my mailing list, you can do that via my website, www.elizabethwild.com, and I have a Facebook page too. It's been so much fun chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming to the show. I, I love the new single, the most recent single, and I like the one that's coming up too. Thank you, and hopefully you'll come to the release show. I would love to come to the release show. Be delighted. Oh, oh great. Be delighted. Elizabeth Wilde, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We will speak to you again, hopefully very soon. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. The very talented Elizabeth Wilde. If you want to stay in touch with Elizabeth, uh, go to her website. It's elizabethwilde.com, W-Y-L-D, don't forget. And she's also on Instagram. She's pretty pretty active there, so you can find her there, at Elizabeth Wilde Music. Um, Next week, we will be back with another wonderful artist to whet your musical taste buds. So make sure you check your Apple podcast and subscribe to the podcast. I'm Stephanie Manns. Thanks for listening. See you next week. New York Artist Collective.